my watch. Ain't gonna die tonight. Sleep tight. You know I'll catch a manana. Uncle Sam's only man. Welcome to episode 24 of Upshift, No Direction Network's Essence 20 podcast, where every two weeks, normally, we give you an edge on Essence 20. I'm Mark Sullivan, a designer of the Essence 20 system and an author on the G.I. Joe Transformers and My Little Pony role-playing game core rulebooks. And I'm Jason Keeley, a Renegade Game Studios former product developer for the Essence 20 system of games. And before we begin, although we both worked for Renegade on Essence 20 in some capacity, Upshift is not associated with or produced by Renegade Game Studios, and this is not unofficial essence 20 podcast it's as officially unofficial as you can unofficially get i follow that and i agree. <laughs> really you do because i didn't <laughs> all right maybe i was just i didn't want to look dumb <laughs> no i i that, that was just a bunch of word salad <laughs> so it's been a while we it's been yeah. two months since we recorded together that was before gen con mm -hmm. and then yeah. uh you were off for two weeks and then i had to take two weeks off and that uh we put so two episodes have been out but it's been two months since we last recorded together yeah. so uh yeah it's good to see you it's good to see you, you too been? uh it's been okay you know life is this thing that happens when everything else is also happening at you um yeah, so that's... yeah another another word salad another patented <laughs> keely word salad um uh, yeah you know but just but i've been busy and uh uh things are things are working out okay so mm -hmm. Yeah, I found out I've never had the flu before because now that I've had the flu, it's like, oh, oh no. that just takes you out. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, day one, I had a headache so bad I couldn't really keep my eyes open. I probably had oh, my ugh. eyes open for about 20 minutes of the day. I tried to catch up on Ahsoka, but I ended up kind of drifting in and out of sleep. Mm -hmm. So I didn't see the episode, but I spoiled the episode for myself. Oh, because you saw the ending, maybe? I saw just, just enough, just, that, I, just enough. that everything looked familiar when I rewatched it. Mm -hmm. at, uh, anyway, and, and then the next day, when I was able to open my eyes, but was still not uh, well enough to go to work, power outage for no reason. Oh. Yeah. So Man. I sat there in the dark. Oh, boy. Although that well, reminds me, there was a book I wanted to shout out to, and I don't have a copy down here. So uh, I'll probably shout out to it, even if I don't have a copy to show you. Fair enough. Did you get a flu shot this year, or...? Not yet. Not yet. Uh, it's usually, it's ar around November that I get that. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I just got one on Friday, and yeah, it's all good. Not soon enough, I can tell you. Yeah. Well, hopefully. I mean, I've been pretty good. I've been pretty good. I haven't been really getting. I don't think I've been getting sick. I don't think I've gotten sick of the you know for the past couple of years really. Oh, okay. No, I've had two major illnesses this year. One of them was in the middle of Gen Con. Uh, but that was tied to a whole bunch of other things. Um, anyway, maybe we'll get into it if we have time, but that's not yeah, what yeah. we're talking about right no, now. No. Right now, we're talking about Renegade Con Virtual Month of Darkness Edition, which oh, just boy. happened this past weekend. I know there were some people that thought this was in, entirely dedicated to the world of darkness when they saw the title, but no, it's just a play on, it's, it's spooky season, it's October, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so it's the Month of Darkness, although... Now that uh, the whole stream's gone, like the stream happened the last two days as of this recording, and so one week ago as of when this episode goes out, uh, not a lot of Essence 20 was covered in this one, which uh, is unusual for Renegade Cons. They've been very heavily uh, Essence 20 focused the last couple of times. Yeah, I mean, I guess, I mean, they, they did go into the World of Darkness stuff, but yeah, but but there's just uh, only a few things on the horizon that, that we can talk about. Well, let's get into it. So, covering the Essence 20 news, most of which was covered in the kickoff panel. So, there were very few Essence 20 specific seminars. In fact, 
the only one that I can think of was the My Little Pony one, and that was like a broad overview of My Little Pony, which was a combination of the deck building game yeah. and the RPG. So it started with uh, Power Rangers, the only news that I caught for the RPG. Hi friends, this is Ryan in the editing room, chiming in to say that I totally forgot to mention that Power Rangers miniatures are going to be available as STL files. This is actually a huge piece of news, something that Jason and I probably could have talked about for 10 or 15 minutes. So yeah, sorry, it was not on the previews page of products that you can pre-order and uh, it just slipped my mind until... I started editing and I was like, wait a second. No, there was a major piece of Power Rangers RPG news. So sorry about that. We'll have to cover that in the future episode. Was that Finster's Monstermatic Cookbook, the PDF went live for pre-orders. Oh, great. Now, this was one of the last books you worked on before you left Renegade, right? I Yeah. Um, I mean, I kind of helped. I was, I was very tangentially uh, uh, working on this one. Um, I did do a little bit of stuff in the back end, but like for the most part, this is a uh, band joint. Okay, because well, and I know we've talked about it a little bit. Where um, I was reading the bullet points that included rules for making the monsters, and you were like, mm -hmm. "Oh, I'm not sure if that's." Uh, I think you said you weren't even sure if that was going to be in the book or anything. Yeah, I wasn't sure. Yeah, because we great, great because we had the field guide, which is all about making threats, right? So this is just, I guess, a more specific. Again, I'm not 100 percent sure if it is the, the the same stuff, just sort of ported over about how how to make Power Rangers threats that was in the uh, field guide to action adventure, uh, or if it's got new stuff in there. Well, so there was an entire seminar dedicated to making oh, a threat, and uh, it was Ben and uh, a guest whose name I don't have offhand. But it, they went through it, and it's largely based on what's in the field guide. It's been tweaked right. a little bit. But, yeah, for the most part, it is step-by-step step the same thing as building for the field guide. Um, so, yeah, the rules were slightly modified, and it has been updated for to cover Power Rangers Conserved specifically. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, otherwise, it is completely the, the – I don't want to say it's completely the same thing. Like, you don't need this because we've got the field guide out there. But it's just another way of gaining access. To and so the way, if you don't want to do the crossover stuff, but you're, you're a big Power Rangers fan, you need this book anyway because it's got so many threats in it. That that are you know yes. required for the Power Rangers stuff, and then hey, make your own. So here we go. Yeah, there was a stream called the Monstermatic Workshop, uh, in which they built a monster uh, live during the stream. It was Fun. a werewolf called uh, Like and Subscribe. He like got <laughs> power from his followers on social media. Who came up with that name? Uh, so let me open up this video really quick just to get the that is the perfect the type yeah. of Power Rangers name for the modern age yep lord that's good all right so brianna de coster was the content creator that joined ben for this stream oh, okay uh yeah. but she actually said that her gm in her power rangers game came up with that monster mm. but didn't have the uh, field guide so didn't do the official version of the rules so okay. together they created an actual like and subscribe <laughs> <laughs> Uh, any other thoughts on Finster's Monstermatic Cookbook? No, I mean like the um, it's a if you watch the 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 seminar not the seminar but the the whole the overview you know you'll see that they've got like there's there's ways to get magic now to have more magic in, yes. in in the game for your for for players and 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 for villains so um, that's the stuff that I did kind of I remember looking at a little bit so uh, okay fun stuff so it does go in a different direction than how My Little Pony handles yes. magic. 
A lot of the time, My Little Pony took the existing SS20 rules and simplified this. I think this is the first time we've extracted something from My Little Pony, and it looks right. like it was then expanded on it. It basically yeah. did the same thing My Little Pony did, but in reverse. Yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. And at this point, I think I'm going to have to start asking for copies of the uh, Power Rangers PDFs, because they are innovating a lot of new ideas for SS20 yeah. in there, and if yeah. I just want to keep up on what the SS20 system is, I need to know what's going on in the Power Rangers game. Did I tell you that I got a couple copies? of uh physical copies of some books sent to me and it might have been during the month we haven't chatted so i have uh, i know like, you've got the field guide at one point i did have the field guide i got across the stars too which is a game oh. a book i didn't even work on but like they sent me a copy anyway which is nice oh. so you must have a really like patchy essence 20 shelf at this point um i mean it's not everything it isn't everything for sure but it's it's the cores and just a couple other things i, I wasn't even sure if you had all the cores no, I have all the I got all them sent to me like at the beginning of the uh, well, at least the, the first the G.I. Joe and the Power Rangers one, and then I got the Transformers one eventually. But yeah, I have the all those and I have them, um, you know, I have I have Cold Iron, of course, but I don't know. even have Cold Iron. I don't I, even I, have a physical copy of Cold no. Iron. No. Mm -hmm. Uh I'll follow up on that when the next volley of uh, stuff that I've worked on is gonna be sent to me. Yeah. It's weird. So I got a contributor copy of Field Guide. Right, And then when I participated at Gen Con in the uh, Worlds Collide Battle for the Multiverse, mm -hmm. everyone got a copy of the uh, the field guide, and there was one extra one. So they were like, here, just take an extra one. Mm. And then I got mailed an extra contributor copy. So okay. I have tons of copies of the field guide. Wow. But no copies of Cold Iron at this point. Wow. Weird. That's, uh, I, I don't know if maybe I got a writer's contributor copy and then a developer's right. contributor copy later. Or Maybe. just some lines were crossed. I just Maybe. hope I didn't get that instead of another book that I was supposed to get. <laughs> Maybe you're supposed to get Cold Iron and you just got another yeah. field guide. They're just going to send you copies of Field Guide from now on. <laughs> I, I think I've got enough copies, but we'll see. I do enjoy the book very much. I am proud of it. It's so. fun, yeah. All right, moving on to the G.I. Joe news. Uh, the only RPG-related news was that G.I. Joe Standy Pack number one is coming out, and they announced 338 standees will be included in this uh just to compare the power rangers one had less than 200 now i know that's because power rangers had a lot of monsters in multiple sizes and so right yeah uh it they took up a lot more room whereas gi joe can pack in a lot more common sized figures but right. uh yeah i'm i'm impressed with that number so it's 338 standees it includes heroes threats and vehicles uh and then some bases for the standees and it says that they're perfect for one-inch grid for use with the G.I. Joe role-playing game or any Essence 20 game. And I think this is just to make sure there's no confusion that this might be uh, mission-critical compatible, which right. I know uh, Power Rangers started being the opposite. The Power Rangers role-playing game has found rules to make the mission-critical, not mission-critical, the uh, Heroes of the Grid miniatures compatible with the role-playing game. Uh, okay, right. But yeah, G.I. Joe will never be able to be cross-compatible with mission-critical because there's no reason you would have a you know a 10-foot-tall Snake Eyes Alongside <laughs> no. a six foot tall dude. No, 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 definitely not. <laughs> so, um, like, I expect this to be fairly popular with uh, with GI Joe uh, role players and especially GMs who are looking to populate it with a lot of uh, troopers and whatnot. Not a lot to say about this. They didn't announce a list of the names, so I can't even go into talking about how different things can be used. Uh, just know that it's got heroes, threats, and villains. Yeah, I mean, I think I saw a spreadsheet. <laughs> uh, okay. earlier this year of trying to get as many different types of heroes and villains and all that in there so i expect a lot of that because we have you know yeah. a fair number of pieces of art of those characters right so 
put them on some cardboard, and you're good to go. Yeah, and as someone who's got a whole bunch of the Pathfinder equivalent of these, mm-hmm. they are super useful to have. Like, it's yeah. amazing just how many characters you can have represented in a single box. I've just got you know miniatures for days, or at least miniature equivalents. The the tricky thing is keeping them organized after you've punched them out of the. I the put them back in the card board. and then put them back in the box. That's one way to do it. That's one way to do it. Yeah. But then you know you got to make sure you get those cards in the right order, and sometimes they fall they will fall out. But but that's yeah. probably the best might be the best way I don't know. But but I had a, a friend of mine would do the, the Pathfinder ones. He had he had a binder with 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 folders like plastic okay. folders. You could stuff them by letter. So we like these are the G's on this page, these are the H's, and it was four specifically four I think skull and shackles ones. So it was uh but but then he had a giant oh, he had a like a huge uh, uh, set of drawers for m- minis, basically, too, because he would get like all of the mini packs, and so there was just so many things. He has so many yeah. miniatures. It's, his basement is full of stuff. So I also have a lot of miniatures, and those are the ones I have trouble organizing. Yeah. It can be tough. It can be tough. Right, so then moving on to the biggest news as far as Essence 20 goes, and that is a Transformers announcement. Transformers role-playing game, The Enigma of Combination has been announced. Yeah. Yeah, people were always like, when are we going to get a combiner's book? When are we going to get a combiner's book? And I was like, oh, you'll get it eventually. <laughs> we have to get to the Decepticon <laughs> one first. And this yeah. is the next one. So this is actually like one of the ones that I worked on compl- like from scratch. Oh, for wow. the most part. I mean, I well, while Brian had like the idea for it a while back, obviously, because it's a big part of Transformers and it should be in, and he had some ideas for it. Uh, this is the only one that I wrote the outline for uh, and got a bunch of contributors. So this one has more, I would say more contributors than any other SS20 book um, to date. Um, oh, wow. And yeah, uh, because, you know, it takes team combiners. Uh, but uh-huh. I wanted to, you know, just sort of like, um, I don't think uh, uh, Brian had the capacity to write the entire thing. So um, I wanted to, uh, either, he did take a big chunk of it. I wanted to go like, oh, let's farm, you know, let's get some other people, some other voices to, to, uh, uh, to contribute to some of the stuff and have threats and and there's a bunch of stuff in here so it's like it's got rules it's got all the new rule stuff influences origins role focuses and that kind of stuff but it's and and threats and and uh, of the bad both both uh threat set box for autobot and decepticon combiner teams with the know, hopefully they'll fit um that's the thing i don't know i haven't seen this book in, in laid out <laughs> or any of the art from it um i just had the text but the 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 autobot teams came with like um contact info in it nice. so if you wanted to call on you know the um aerial bots uh you know this is what what they could do for you um, as long as you took the perk that said you have them as a contact or something like that uh, and then also mechanically gear stuff um for new weapons and new ways to make gear bigger for bigger creatures yeah that's one of the fun bullet points here new yeah. gear including methods to make existing weapons larger and more deadly i like that yeah, it's because you know you're gonna get you're gonna combine up into one group and 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 start shooting. Now a lot of the combining stuff is based a bit on the Zord stuff from the Power Rangers, right? I mean, it's very similar, so why not? They should work pretty closely to the same, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, but there's also generally a lot of advice in this book too about how to do that when you are working as a one combiner. Like, who gets to decide what you do? Because you're technically one creature, right? Right. Um, and is it you? You know, and it's just sort of like, how do you do? That? You do nominate someone to be the speaker of the combiner. You do just sort of 
go ahead and say everyone agrees to know what to do. Oh, if this is going to be the gun, I'll roll the gun because I have the the best, you know, dice on that or something like that. You know, like so um, a lot of that and a lot about uh, stuff with GMs or how to run a combiner's campaign. Like, oh, do you start as combiners? Do you work your way up to being combiners? Uh, um, do you uh, uh, other sort of combiner threat, you know, sort of plot hooks that exist in the the whole um, uh, uh, Transformers universe and ways to sort of like fold them into your games at all the tiers of play. Right. Yeah, that was one thing. Like, whenever somebody would say, "Like, when are we getting rules for combiners?" I'm like, "Why? Like, why do you want to play a leg? Why is that a fantasy you want to actualize at the table?" People want to do. People. I mean, it's sort of like people want to. People want to go against. Oh no, now I've forgotten his name. Um, uh, the construct devastator. Yes, the constructicon one. Right. People want to be like, I want to fight devastator because he's a big bad guy, big iconic bad guy and really i mean you could do it as a group of course and take him down but like you also just want to like grapple him now yeah. there are ways in this book that book has not just sort of like um how to play as a team of combiners as as players but like you one player could be part of a combiner group that oh. is not part of play i think um it's it, that one's a little trickier because you know you how do you how do you adjudicate being that much more powerful in there, but there's other stuff on there, like on how to do um, uh, target masters and headmasters, and nice. and this sort of like these, I guess what they call the binary bondage. So that's a sort of miniature combiner. You can be like a part of a small miniature combiner kind of team that is less powerful than a big, you know, gestalt entity, but gives you that sort of feel of like, oh, I, you know, I have another little guy who transforms into my gun, and I get to shoot that gun. But there's also, and so I found this very interesting way to try to balance this: a way that I, you can play, you can play the gun, the the gun character, right? right? So you want to be like, I, oh, what do you do when you transform into the gun for another PC? Um, and I think that's some fun uh, 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 play space to 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 try out. Yeah, especially because it really feels exclusive to Transformers. Yeah, exactly. I, I guess there's some equivalent when you're playing with your Zords and Power Rangers, but for the most part, just being the little guy that somebody else is controlling and together you're more powerful. Like that yeah. is something interesting and something we've seen from the beginning of, of Transformers. Eventually we got Target Masters as like a, a, right, like a group that has the gimmick, but like that's basically what Megatron and Shockwave were right from the beginning. Right, exactly. Right, yeah. Now there's one thing I'm curious about. Um, mm -hmm. So there's this one... Japanese cartoon that takes place between the end of season two and the movie called Scramble City. And mm. it's notorious for a couple of things. One is that it actually has a scene where Optimus Prime and uh, Ultra Magnus are hanging out, which is just cool. But the other thing is that it's got a bunch of combiners and at one point, like uh, Menacer's arm connects to the aerial bots and causes the aerial bots pain. And I'm oh. curious if that's, if anything like that is covered in this book. No, I don't think so. I don't like, Offensive ever. combining offensive wow that would be an interesting sort of a thing to do um yeah no but that's not in there <laughs> okay i mean just more space that could be uh addressed in a future book sure yeah yeah um so it was just meant to be sort of also you know it working if you're still if you're playing a decepticon campaign because that book came out right you can still play that it, it, it works with both the sort of quote-unquote transformers core rule books um and the uh, uh, I don't know if I need to say this at all because none of the people out here know about Transformers. The Enigma of Combination mm. is a thing in Transformers, right. right? It is an artifact that sort of makes combiners kind of happen. But I also wanted to present it as a kind of like um, topic 
like like sure like enigma is in enigma, it's also a question it's a question of yeah so there's a little there's a lot of stuff right at the beginning that's from lots of different sort of transformers points of views about what does it mean to be a combiner as a transformer what does it mean to touch the enigma of combination you know and, and addressing that quote-unquote enigma so you know I, I thought that was a fun name to give the book because it was really kind of like a tricky one to 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 I don't know, it was tricky to just kind of come up with a title. And I, I just sort of like taking the idea oh, of a really? thing that's in the game, you know, in, in the universe and calling it a, you know, calling it part of the I game. always wanted the combiner book to be called Till All Are One. That That's good. I've said that's good, but it doesn't have the word combination or combiner yeah. in the title. That's the only problem with it, I think. Yeah, fair enough. That could but be, it, that's definitely a good back cover uh, splash copy. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's way too late for that. That definitely is. <laughs> Um, but from what I know about the combiners, uh, and again, I'm not like super up on Transformers lore, but generally there's something written in the combiner about like how they all work together and some of them work well together. And so right. like Devastator, I believe is one of the ones that works really well together. And so, uh, he, he, he's like, you know, his, his actions are as smooth in combiner mm -hmm. mode as they are individually, but then something like, uh, Menasaur, I believe works slowly because the uh, the egos are in competition yeah it's basically kind of stuff like that like menasaur like as a combined group is far dumber than each yeah. individual person in, you know each individual unit in the in the, in the in the team so like yeah there's a talk about like how do you you know you feel like how do you do that how do you play that and he's just role playing you know and and you know it's, it's an interesting thing and like you said like this is not going to be for necessarily every group of 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 uh playing transformers but um there are people out there who really want to get into this kind of thing and you know this was the next step right this is you know you do the the main book you do an adventure you do the decepticon book and then you can do the combiners and then you know what you get you hit all the main pillars of transformers at that point right yeah and like most of them you can also then fight one or two individuals and you can see where the campaign will progress where eventually, you mm -hmm. know, you fought Mixmaster one-on-one. -on -one, now you fought Hook and a couple of Constructicons and eventually you're going to have to deal with Devastator. And that's like, yeah. you know, a four or five adventure arc or like a subplot going on. Definitely, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I like this. I, I know that even though I was saying that, why would you want to play a leg thing? I definitely see that this is something, a very important part of the Transformers experience. Right, yeah. 100%. Alright, My Little Pony also had a new sourcebook announced. It is the uh, Story of Seasons. It's called An Adventure and Sourcebook. And from the bullet points, and this is not a book I worked on or even saw the outline for, so um, I'm having trouble picturing what this book is. It says mm -hmm. there's four seasonal adventures set through the year in Ponyville, plus additional seeds of further stories. Uh, then there's the Griffin Origin, and I know that the uh, Dark Skies over Equestria is mm -hmm. an adventure series, but has some player options and has a new origin. And in that case, it's the change, and in this case, it's the Griffin. And then there's rule for downtime between adventures, uh, details on festivals in Equestria, Gazetteer of Ponyville's most exciting locations. And so it just feels like, like those three bullet points feel like they could have been their own book. And then there's also going to be four adventures in here. So I don't know if these are going to be small adventures that complement these new rules or if it's going to be mainly the adventures and these new rules complement the adventures. Uh, like, I don't know what the split's going to be between adventures yeah. and rules. I gotta say, I don't know either. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. My Little Pony was definitely always uh, off to the side for, for, for me. Um, you know, I knew this was, 
you know, a, a book that they're working on and that it is a sort of a, but I, they have to be, I mean, you know, if you think about like how big Cold Iron is and that is yeah. for adventures, that book could still, you could still tack on more stuff and put it at the same length as a Across the Stars or, you know, maybe not a Cobra Codex size, but like you wouldn't necessarily want to do it that big, but like you you could trim, you could have those adventures be a touch shorter and then- yeah. And then and then add on another like hundred pages of extra rules. And we could have done the October guard. We could have fleshed them out more since they are NPCs. Right. Level. Yeah. They could have all gotten contacts or through threat that sat blocks and just been a player focused chunk of that book. Okay. But like that's just one of these bullet points. This is three bullet points plus an origin. Mm -hmm. Granted, the Griffin doesn't yeah. need as much space as the Changeling, but still, like I, I'm curious to see how that right. uh, how it looks in the end. Yeah, me too. Me too. All right, then going over some non-Essence 20, but Hasbro brand news that was announced. Oh, uh, oh. Before before we get on, I just want to do a quick little note of something that is... um. So uh, uh, there's also all the Play Renegade stuff yep. that they've been announcing, which is the sort of uh, play. I just wanted to throw in because it uh, uh, the Decepticon-focused adventure in there is one that I named, and I... <laughs> I really love the name and I'm very proud of it. So uh, it's called To Catch a Falling Starscream. <laughs> and it's about basically like, oh, you're the young Decepticons who are like, Starscream's up to something. You better go check it out. And of course, Starscream's always up to something. Yeah. And it's about trying to figure out, oh, I think he's been working. I think he's trying to work with the Autobots. And then you get into that and figure out what, yeah. So it's a fun, a fun little adventure uh, that I that I really enjoyed titling. <laughs> so I didn't even know there was a Decepticon-focused Play Renegade adventure that was out. Is It, it might not be completely it's not i don't think it's like that like called out that it's a decepticon focus okay. one but it is but you are sure that it's been announced right uh yeah yeah i saw a tool i saw a tweet about it a while uh a while back okay uh i'm not seeing it on the renegade site so i will just confirm that um, we're not that we're not yeah no I, like, yeah that's weird because because there's a i'm looking at the play renegade portion of the main kickoff video and there's like six adventures seven adventures with the with the with the is uh, that one of them? covers and and that's one of okay. them. and the other one is um the gi joe one is uh welcome to something i can't read it it's real blurry welcome to something anyway welcome to the terror drone welcome to something i don't know no it's not terror. i yeah. i haven't had nothing to do with play renegade so far as far as like okay, uh, the design enough. point of view yeah. So then the non-Essence 20 Hasbro brand news, we only got, again, a couple of new releases. Um, I know Renegade is definitely busy with HeroScape, and so uh, mm -hmm. I just imagine that. And there's also been a lot of stuff came out one after another because of the supply chain issues, the, the pandemic delays. Oh, right, yeah. That all caught mm -hmm. up, and now I think we're seeing more of a regular iteration of how these, uh, how often these products will be released. And it just feels like mm -hmm. less now. Because we got so much at the last couple of Renegade Cons. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So G.I. Joe, they announced a deck building game based on Silent Interlude. So for those who don't know, Silent Interlude is one of those things that made G.I. Joe so memorable in the 80s. Because like, if you think about the 80s, so many new properties were introduced. And most of them mm -hmm. came and went within a couple of years. And somehow G.I. Joe endured. And I think it really is because a couple of the things G.I. Joe did early on really overachieved like they really did not have to be that good or memorable and silent interlude is right. one of them it's issue 21 of the gi joe comic and there is no dialogue in the entire issue and the reason it oh. came to be is because they were behind schedule and larry hammer who was the writer 
was also previously an editor, and he did not like the idea of uh, book shipping late. And he was also Mm -hmm. previously, before he was a writer for comics, he was an artist. Uh, And then he found out that, you know, the writer is getting paid for as much as the artist, but the writer can get their job done in a couple of days, whereas the artist has to take like a month to do their work. And so he was like, well, that doesn't make sense. And he just started writing. So he wrote and illustrated this comic. And oh, yeah, wow. by not having any dialogue, he saved the lettering step, which saved them enough time that they were able to, uh, uh, to get this out on time. But, and also he is a martial arts, like he is a martial artist and he loves martial arts. And so this book mostly tells its story by snake eyes, infiltrating the silent castle, beating up a bunch of red ninjas, having a confrontation with storm shadow. And then uh, snake eyes, uh, flees with Scarlet. That's what he was there for. Scarlet had been captured. Oh, and right, so he yeah. flees. And in the last panel, you see that Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow, both of their sleeves have been cut and they have matching tattoos on their forearm. And so, so much happens in this one comic with no dialogue. And so uh, I like the idea that it's getting an entire spotlight here in the deck building game. Uh, And I especially like, like we can't do that with the role-playing game. We can't tell a story that's already been told because of the way role-playing game goes. You know the ending. Whereas a deck building game, you can put yourself in the role of snake eyes and see if you, you know, accomplish the mission in right, the same yes. way. And the narrative isn't as important. So, um, yeah, it, it's a great use of this famous moment in GI Joe history. Uh, speaking of Scarlet, Scarlet is trying to get my attention. What's up? You said my name. Yes. I was I talking can't. about the GI Joe. <laughs> oh, <whoops. laughs> now, how often does that happen in your house? It's not as often as you would think. Okay. Fair enough. I don't know if it ever occurred to me that you might have named your 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 daughter after Scarlet and Jack. So I named her after just a whole wide swath of like pop culture references because Scarlet comes up in a Fair lot enough. of different things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which I could get into, but I'm not going to. Um, also from GI Joe for uh, non-essence twenty news, we've got a new mission critical assortment. It is the Cobra Ascendant expansion. It introduces Rock and Roll and Bazooka as the new heroes. Uh, Serpentor as a new boss, and Tomax and Zabot as new lieutenants. Oh, and there's two hey. new vehicles. I believe the Mobile Battle Bunker was one of them, from what they said. It's not listed in the bullet points on the website, and I didn't take notes. Uh, I, I have not played Mission Critical yet, so I only vaguely know the difference between a hero, a boss, and a lieutenant. Um, mm. But, you know, those are all fun characters. Uh, I'm kind of surprised with the hero mm-hmm. selection. Uh, Bazooka and Rock and Roll... I don't know. There's there's more exciting options that they could have put in there. But I, you know what? I say that, but I'm sure Rock and Roll is somebody's favorite Joe. Bazooka is somebody's favorite Joe. So even though they're not on my top ten list of characters, people do like and appreciate these characters. Yeah. All right, Power Rangers uh, Heroes of the Grid Arsenal Pack introduces four new characters, each with figurine card, uh, character card, Zord card, combat deck. And an array of new arsenal cards. It's the Void Knight is the new nemesis enemy. Uh, Izzy Garcia is from Dino Fury, green. Trini Kwan is the black in black dragon armor. And Tyler Navarro, Dino Charge Red. I don't know what any of this means. I'm sure that's <laughs> obvious. <laughs> I, I can figure out nemesis enemy. And then everything right, else yeah. is like black dragon armor. They're rangers. Yeah, they're rangers. They're rangers. And that is not the only Heroes of the Grid pack. Uh, this one is easier for me to understand. It's Heroes of the Grid RPM Ranger pack. It adds five Rangers to the team. Red, blue, yellow, green, and black. <laughs> sure. 
so yeah, uh, there was no new Transformers deck building game. <clears throat> Excuse me, news. There was no My Little Pony deck building game news. So that is it as far as the Hasbro and the Essence 20 news. So as far as the things that were announced, has everything you've worked on been announced at this point? Yes. Yes. Okay. Well, I think so. Yeah, you know, I, I hope you're willing to stick around for a few more, you know, a few a sure, little yeah. more upshift. I, I do enjoy your insight <laughs> as a, a, a developer on a lot of this information. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, we've still got to do some breakdowns of some of the books that you were the main developer Right, yeah, on. yeah. Uh, Cobra Codex is probably going to be our next big episode because that came out. Oh, yeah, we definitely talk about that. That came out, like, in three different passes. It came out at Gen Con, came out pre-order, or the pre-order pdf and then it officially came out all of which happened in the time since the last time we talked so we are fully yeah. able to talk about cobra codex soon so we'll do that for the next episode uh but for now i think we're ready to move on to shoutouts and first one i want to shout out to is uh this was just a cool opportunity that i had this actually might even be a a, a banter topic for the future but uh mm -hmm. todd bagginson who runs the gi joe rpg facebook group uh so not mm -hmm. the official renegade one but one that he put together himself right. He is the chair of game design department at Lake Washington Technical College, and he invited me hmm. to speak to his class uh, just oh, nice. about they're going to be writing a G.I. Joe adventure as an assignment for the class. Oh, yeah, So he brought me in to talk about, you know, G.I. Joe's brand, what makes a G.I. Joe adventure, just some insight into working on Essence 20. Uh, and it was a really cool experience. And like, obviously, I'm very comfortable talking into a microphone for a large, large group of sure. people. And I have a teaching degree, so this is similar to some sure. stuff I've done before, but haven't really gotten to flex that muscle in a long time. So yeah, that was a very cool experience. It's not something I ever expected I would be doing, but yeah, getting to speak to a class as a guest on RPG design in general and adventure design specifically was very cool. Cool. So, so you've done it? Yeah, I've done it. Yeah, I actually, it was... Oh, great. While I had the flu right at the tail end of it, oh, so no. it was not the thing I was expecting it to be, and I had not prepped yeah. for it that week. Like, I mm. I had it in my head what I was going to talk about the week before, and had we done it a week earlier, then it would have been great. Uh, the week I did it, right. <laughs> you know, uh, it still went pretty well, but it probably could have gone better. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well... Uh, I also want to shout out to a book that I've been reading. It's Game Master by Flint Dilly. So Flint Dilly was, uh, he worked on the G.I. Joe and Transformers um, animated series from the 80s. He wrote oh. a, or he co-wrote a script for a Dungeons & Dragons movie that never got produced. He co-wrote it with Gary Gygax. Mm. And mm. Um, he, he worked on Pokemon Go, which I didn't realize until I read this book. He's basically oh. had his fingerprints on all of our childhoods. For the last 40 years. And so he wrote his memoirs. And the introduction just talks about how he was sitting with Steve Gerber, who is the inventor of Howard the Duck and was a Marvel writer, but also worked on uh, some G.I. Joe animated series. He wrote There's No Place Like Springfield, which is my favorite episode, even though it's super right, trippy. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so they were breaking down how they were going to write the scene where Optimus Prime dies for the, Joe, or for the Transformers animated movie. And then Steve was like, uh, I've got my friend in from New York. I'm going for lunch. How about we take a break? We go, you should meet him. Uh, it's it's Frank Miller. He's writing this Batman book, The Dark Knight Returns. <laughs> and he needs help wow. figuring out how to make a fight between Batman and Superman competitive. So maybe your insight could help. So yeah, like, assuming this happened exactly as it was outlined in the book, on the same day, he influenced How Optimus Prime Died and one of the most influential Batman stories that was ever written. Wow. Yeah, and he's this guy that if you don't know about him, you know nothing about him. 
But yeah. the more you learn about him, the more you realize he is an important figure in modern popular culture. Wow. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, uh, I'm reading his book. It's called The Game Master. I was actually hoping he could write an introduction to an Essence 20 book at some point. We've stopped doing those celebrity introductions. Right, yeah. So uh, if we ever bring them back, he, uh, he would have been great for like the field guide or something. Yeah. Oh, well. Oh, well. <laughs> that's okay um one thing i want to uh mention is that um i did some uh pre-recorded uh gms for paizo streams for uh so they're we're, they're putting out um foundry uh, deluxe modules foundry virtual tabletop deluxe modules for uh the this season of pathfinder society and starfinder society um got sort of like the, the map's a little a little bit zhuzhed up, uh, uh, and basically some 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 tokens in there, that, and all that all that great stuff that the 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 Lux Foundry stuff does. Um, and we, uh, I ran both a uh, a Pathfinder Society scenario and a Starfinder Society scenario uh, in this this sort of showcase the 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 this product. And the part one of each of those should be up now on YouTube, and we'll. we'll the part two is, I think, going to be next week or maybe the week this week, the week that this releases, uh, uh, sort of like premiering on Twitch, but it's pre-recorded, so you know you can come and chat, but uh, you know uh, you won't be able to influence the game at all. But um, uh, uh, it was a lot of fun, and I, I I encourage you all to check it out. So at first, when you said pre-recorded, I thought maybe you'd recorded all the box text, and when GMs oh. were running the event, they could press a button. And get you to read what's happening to uh, people. As no, 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 so. no. But all that, all that sort of, all that. All, when you get a Foundry Deluxe module, all that adventure stuff is in there in nice, you know, outline boxes and 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 stuff. And and it does, it'll do things like there'll, there'll be macros in there. I'm running the sort of deluxe version of like Abomination Vaults, mm. um, and it's got things like you press this button, and then like it changes the lighting of the room and the sound effects and stuff like that. So it's real fun to to the Foundry stuff. I, I'm I'm a big fan of Foundry. Uh, basically. Yeah, Vanessa Hoskins was running me and some other friends of ours through Abomination Vaults uh, on Foundry, mm. and she made all that stuff. I don't think the deluxe version was out oh, yet. Oh, wow. And even just wow. what she had done was super cool and immersive, and yeah, um, yeah. I, I still get tripped up by virtual tabletops. It's just not uh, a strength of mine, but sure, it's yeah. still fun to see how it all works out and just, just makes me wish I was better at them. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it just takes can take practice if that's a thing you want to practice at. I mean, it seems like the best way for me to get more gaming into my life. So I should practice that and should think about it. Yeah. I will. If you ever need any help, let me know. Yeah, I will take you up on that. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Until next time. Oh, actually, we should do the uh, couple of things. Thank you for joining us for episode 24 of Upshift. Um, to find more great gaming podcasts and blogs, you can go to nodirectionpodcast.com. Thank you to our patrons. You can find out more at patreon.com slash no direction if you want to help us, you know, keep the lights on, keep our equipment mm -hmm. up and running, keep our bandwidth uh, <laughs> not stretched to the max. <laughs> and thank you to Word Birdwood for the use of Letter from Snake Eyes, Volume 4. Wait, was it Volume 4? Oh, no, I've forgotten. You've forgotten? Oh, no. Uh, Hold on, did you write it down in four, the last part one? Four. Part uh, 4. You know what? Because what I did was I copied copy pasted an outline yeah. from the last time we did a Renegade Con because you know the right. format's already there, but that was so far ago that it was before I realized this was part four. Part four. You can find out more at wordburglar.com. Uh, so we'll see you in two weeks for the next episode of Upshift. Until then, 
What do I usually say? Us, our outros. Um, should have right so about here. Rusty. Okay. Until next <laughs> yeah, time, I'm Ryan Costello. And I'm Jason Keeley. And nothing can withstand the might of Devastator. That's that's okay. It's okay. It's it's yeah. As always, I forget about the thing. I want to say something at the end. Oh, that was good. Quick, quick, quickly, quickly, Google a search. Some things are better left unsaid Except my demons that were screaming like the undead I let them in every day My main meditation was taking them down My pain medication Shanna sighed And she knew she couldn't call me At least until I found out what happened to Tommy That mission was private For now the objective was stopping the threat Of this venomous collective Spreading across the globe I was ready to lock and load With flash, grand slam, clutch, zap, and rock and roll Hawk, steal a grunt, breaker, and short fuse before I knew, I gained a whole lot more to lose.